In this upcoming election, we need you all to vote Democrat. The future of our democracy depends on it. We did vote for you, man. Like, we did that, like, like the last couple of times. We did. And I don't know if it's working, man. Like, maybe we need to try something different. That's why we are so proud to be in this fight with you. We need to stick together. Okay, but you guys are not doing anything, man. Like, nothing good has happened. And you guys, like, promised things would be great, man. Like, you said things would improve. That things would go back to normal, man. Everything you feared about Trump and what was going to happen is actually happening under Biden, man. Like, what's the deal? We cannot let the hate and fear-mongering from the right control our government. But you control everything now, man. You can change things. We cannot let the Republicans win. Yeah, like, those guys suck, man. I hate those guys. But, like, what are you guys doing to make things better, man? Like, I'm tired of these gas prices. Gas prices are Putin's fault. Yeah, but, like, day one, you guys stopped, like, the pipeline and stuff, right? And I'm all for that clean energy and stuff, man. But, like, why are you still getting oil from Russia? Check your facts. Biden just banned all imports from Russia. I mean, Russia. When did that happen? Like, 30 seconds ago. All right, well, what's the next step, man? Well, I think that love always wins. That's not an answer, man. Like, like, what are you guys going to do? Black Lives Matter? Is that a question? You know, just saying that stuff is not enough, man. Americans who work 40 hours a week should never go hungry. Looks like you're just going to ignore me, man. I don't want to feel like I regret my vote, man. Like, I don't want the conservatives to get a win on this one, but you guys are making it easy for them, man. We need to change things. Wow, this conversation was great and wonderful. But if you would excuse me, I have a dinner date at P.F. Chang's with Goldman Sachs. I've been looking forward to the lettuce wrap and Mongolian beef all week. I thought you told us you were vegan, man. The children are our future. Thank you for coming. Bye. What the hell, man? Out of place, we ain't caring about your feelings, yeah. Anytime, any place, you can feel it here. Steven Daniel out of space, so we clear the air. Any topic, and it's safe, so just be prepared. Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair. The news page, we gon' keep it real. If you tune in, then you sick for real. Bluetooth, we took the red pill. Every image in the video, talk about it. Different views on the subject, we must talk about it. At the end of the day, we just talking, homie. Only me in the room, but it's like a party. Introducing Stephen Daniel, author, artist, all around great guy. Wait, 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 wait. Where did COVID go? We can't invade a country without being vaccinated. Wait, 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 wait. What about Canada? The truckers? What about Afghanistan? What about all the real evidence that proves Clintons were spying on the Oval Office? Seriously, out of placers, there's one thing I have to say about all this. They are good. They're good. But all of this is just going to blow past many people. This is why stupid stuff society accepted because of the Rona got passed. Like, did you know people didn't need to take the driver's test to get their license during the pandemic if they had a learner's permit? They were worried about people getting in the car with the instructors because they were scared that the people would spread Rona. So their solution was to give them the license that enables them to get on the road with other people, even though they have no experience driving and can potentially put Put everybody on the road at risk. The sheep spends its whole life fearing the wolf only to be eaten by the shepherd. And once you understand that, you understand how things really work. 
Today, I'm not allowed to eat at a restaurant for being unvaccinated in Los Angeles, but tomorrow I can because of science. That sound bit was from the game Grounded. It has been my new addiction lately. Anyways, hello, out of placers. I hope you had a fantastic month, even though things have been a little crazier compared to last month. I still can't believe that changing a picture on a box of pancake mix didn't result in world peace. For this episode, I explain why I think family and friends suck. Brit talks ace. Make sure you stay tuned to find out what that means. And we got our King Ducky show debut where King Ducky talks cancel culture. So grab your favorite drink and enjoy the episode. Time to get touchy. Get ready to be triggered. Sensitive topics. Oh, look, they're about to cry. All consensus we'll see. Nobody likes the snowflake. What is Steven's problem today? Family and friends suck. Why would I say something like that? Family and friends are everything. Family and friends are important. Why is it that nobody in today's day and age can be honest with anyone about anything anymore? If you like to be around me, then say you like chilling with me. If you hate my guts and you want me out of your life, just have the balls to say it instead of creating unnecessary drama. I'm sick and tired of wasting my time on family and friends who refuse to give any of their time to me, even though I have given so much of my time to them. I'm done putting in the effort for people who don't treat me with respect. And what hurts me the most is that I've given my heart to many of these people and they tore it up and they threw it back. No, 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 no. They gave it to someone else to spit it back at me because they couldn't do it themselves. This is when I learned that not all trust issues came from failed love relationships, our teachers or managers or coaches. No, many of us had family members who hurt us and friends who betrayed us. I've had family members who insult my weight, the people I hang out with, and also the things that make me smile. Then have the balls to say that I am the rude one for not spending time with them, for not calling them. Screw them. I completely accept the way they are, and I place them far away from me. Why? Because I am the CEO of my life, and I can hire, and I can fire, and I can promote the way I want to. I learned that when you cut off toxic family and friends, they will never tell people the full story. They will only tell others the parts that make me look bad and them innocent. It didn't feel like a nice circle of family and friends. No, it felt like a box, like I was trapped, like a cage. That's how I felt when I surrounded myself with toxic family and friends. It felt like a cage. How did I get out of that cage? I realized that I was never criticized by someone who was doing more than me. I was always criticized by people who were doing less. So in other words, they were jealous or envious of my life and didn't want to see me smiling. And I know it's not all family and not all friends who act horribly. I have a few people in my life that I think are great. And I'm talking about people outside of the immediate family. Like on my father's side, my aunt Carmen and her family are cool as hell. Her and my cousins were a major part of my life when I was a little boy. They just lived too far that keeping a close relationship was a little hard and I'm not great at keeping tabs on social media. Nobody on my mother's side is worth talking about mostly due to drama. In my stepfather's side, I got some cousins that are great who I never had problems with like Jake, Ivan, Jessica, Dylan, shout outs to them. But there was one person who tops everyone and I don't care if others had problems with her because she is the one that opened her heart and treated me like I was blood. The person whose house I had the best memories in. You know those memories you had growing up that are some of the greatest and happiest of memories that will always be with you? She did that for me. The person is my stepfather's sister, Susie. Titi Susie. 
That's how us Puerto Ricans say aunt, Titi. How she treated and interacted with me throughout my entire life and still does today is how family should be. I love this woman so damn much that there was this one moment as a teenager that someone did that bothers me still to this day. Someone, I guess because they didn't like me, said I had called her a when she approached me about it one day, I was so devastated and hurt that someone would create this lie and attempt to ruin something great, but they were unsuccessful. The reason why it still hurts me today is because I never had said anything negative about her in any way. I know it shouldn't bother me anymore and that I should forget about it, and you're absolutely right. But whoever created that lie, you, you filthy piece of sh and I hope you have many painful sh throughout your life. I hope that you lovely listeners had or still have your own version of my awesome Aunt Susie. That woman will always have a special place in my heart. When it comes to friends, many of you already know, but for those of you who are listening to me for the first time, I don't have a lot of friends. I actually got like three friends that are not family. Why? I get along better with the opposite sex, so physically meeting up with female friends would not fly or it's hard to do with my wife. And I respect that. I'm in a position where I am in love with my wife. We have been married for 14 years and been together for 17. I'm not looking for a f buddy or anything like that because even though we have had it rough in the past, right now I feel like I truly found the love of my life, my soulmate. There are a couple of close female friends who I respect and they respect me and my marriage and I can tell it is a genuine friendship. I've talked to them on the phone, met a couple of them in person. These are women who my wife is fine with because of their respect towards our home and marriage. They are amazing and great, and I hope we remain great friends forever. When it comes to toxic family and friends, don't chase after them anymore. They don't care. Don't send a text. Don't send an MLA format paragraph. Don't tell them your feelings. Don't force them to see your point of view because they don't care. I don't respond or get defensive with them anymore because if they like spending time with me, they're going to do so. And if they don't, I am completely content in my own company. You shouldn't be a supporting character in your family and friend's life when they were the main character in yours. Throughout my life, all I heard was family is family. Blood is thicker than water. Those are your grandparents. Those are your parents. What would you do if they died tomorrow? You would never forgive yourself if something happened. Remember this, listeners, if a toxic family member try to say that, quote, that blood is thicker than water, read them the full quote because the quote they spew out is not the right quote. Many people don't know this. I only know this because of the military. A lot of military members understand this quote. The full quote says that blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, meaning that bonds that you choose to have in this life are stronger than the ones forced on you by your genetics. You ever notice that when a child chooses to not have a relationship with the parent, it's always, but she's your mom or he's your father or say you only have one dad, you only have one mom. People refuse to look at the problem. It's never, why would you treat your child that way? Or question, what did the parent do that made the child not want to be with them anymore? Why is it that the responsibility of the relationship between the child and the parent falls on the child and not the parent, the person who raised them? It's still your mom. It's still your dad. That's still your brother. That's still your sister. Toxic is toxic. Whether it's family or someone you've been friends with since you were kids, you are allowed to walk away from people who make you feel like 
When people expect me to forgive because they're a family or a close friend, I tell them to leave me alone. Because you can't talk to them. Some of you try talking to your parent. You got the strength. You built up the courage to talk to them. And it might have gone something like this. You go up to them and you say that you need to talk or ask them a question. They rush it like it's not important. They'll say something like, make it quick, I'm busy. Then you tell them how you feel. You tell them things like, I've always felt like you were mad. Or why do you treat me like you're more happy when I'm around? They end up saying that you're seeing things or that you're paranoid. Then you hit them with, well, the reason I feel like this is because I think it's a trauma response or something. Then they start the blame game, right? And they make you feel like the victim. They'll say something like, what is it about this generation that you always have to be the victim? Now you feel the urge to defend yourself. Sometimes the conversations ends there. But let's say it doesn't. And you try telling them that you just want to talk. But they will keep on saying you're the victim. Then they start defending themselves because they think that you are calling them a bad parent. They start saying like, not everything that happened to you is my fault. And they list all the things that happened to them too. Every conversation is always like that because a parent that is like this will not understand. The reason why they don't understand is because they don't see that all the that happened to them growing up is the reason that they didn't see what was happening to their own kids. They don't realize how easy it is to resolve all of this. All they had to do was listen to their kids. Most scars on my heart did not come from old girlfriends and co-workers. Nope. The scars came from those that said they loved me. And as you grow up, people love to tell you that trauma made you stronger. I don't think it did. I think that trauma made me, guess what? Traumatized. It made me weak. It gave me sleepless nights. It forced me to repress memories. It gave me f feelings that I didn't want to have. However, the real reason I sound stronger, that I look and act like nothing happened, is that I had to learn to pull myself out of the dark place. I had to learn that all the was not my fault. Also, finding someone that understands the pain like my wife who was able to get me through things. That is what made me stronger. If you feel like family ruined your life, you felt like they were supreme. They bet you for everything because of those rules. Respect growing up was not respecting each other. Respect meant that you had to do whatever they said, and that was that. Everything was always because they said so. And then you probably got an ass whooping. And even when you call them out on it, with proof, with receipts, they deny everything. All of this made you feel like it has affected your relationships and your personal life. Listeners, I'm sorry that you had a hard time growing up. Your family are f people and are far from perfect, but you are not a child anymore. You have to stop using childhood experiences as an excuse for all the choices that you made as an adult. You have to take responsibility for your life. You have to stop feeling sorry for yourself and start taking control of your life. I know it's hard. When family and friends were being I would drive alone somewhere, tearing up and would yell to myself, Steven, what are you doing? Don't let those toxic pricks win. Steven, you have a good heart. They don't know what they're talking about. Listeners, if you are going through this very thing, I am now telling you that you have a great heart. You are a beautiful person. You treat people great because you always try to help if you can. Don't let those toxic family and friends destroy you. There are people out there that will appreciate you far more than people you're allowing to treat you. You have to learn to let the go. Just because it's family and friends, you don't have to keep them in your life. Delete, unfollow, unfriend, block, erase, and disconnect from anyone who robs you of your peace, love, and happiness.
You don't need to be around people who don't see or appreciate your value. Stop caring about what family and friends think of you. As soon as you figure out what you like, you're going to be able to live the life you want. People will always notice a change in your attitude towards them, but those will never realize that their actions is the reason why you changed. When family and friends point out your weaknesses, just think of it as another way to be better than them. Even though I feel alone, I would rather stand alone than stand with people who don't value me. It's funny how in a toxic family, the person who stands up to the toxic ones is labeled the bad guy. And don't try to help them. Many times it seems like you can try to help them. But if trying to help doesn't work, stop helping. If you offer your hand and they don't take it, stop offering your hand. Sometimes these toxic people are drowning in their own twisted problems. And if they can, they will grab you by the neck and pull you down too. They will jump at that chance. Don't drown with them. Think of a lifeguard. If someone is drowning, the lifeguard will help the person drowning, but that doesn't mean the person drowning gets to drown the lifeguard too. Last year, I was talking to my father and he said something that helped me out a lot. I was venting to him about certain family members and friends, and he said, Stephen, you have a lot of hurt in you, but the number one thing that will help you is to forgive. First, forgive them, then forgive yourself. The Bible says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ God forgave you. This helped me so much. I realized that I can forgive someone and still not want anything to do with them. Forgiveness is for the past, not for what's to come. The circle of people that I mentioned earlier is very important. Remember that conversation with the right people should be about important stuff like fitness and relationships and so on. Not with people who just want to get high and drunk and only cared about the hookup culture. They're the same that are always like, oh, back in the good old days. The good old days are not going to help us with our problems now. You need to have friends and family members close to you who are not fools that will hold you back. Listen to what Dan Pena says about friends. I'm going to give, make you, make you give me two lists. One list, your goals. Intermediate, short-term, long-term goals, okay? Both in personal and business. Then you put another list together. And this is a good exercise for you guys to do. You put another list together and you say who you met with from Sunday midnight till Saturday midnight for one week, who you talked to or who you met with. Okay. And you put the list together. Okay. Let's say there's 50 people on this list or in your case, maybe a hundred. I don't know. Okay. Am I, it's a short list. Only the mentees, basically five or six people outside the mentees, lawyers and accountants. Now you put a number by every person that you emailed, Skype, tweet, link, and which one of your goals on this other side of the paper they have anything to do with. You will be staggered, stunned, gobsmacked, awestruck. How much time you're wasting with people that have no uh, no business being in your life to attain your goals. Correct. Okay. Hanging out with losers. Wasting your time with people that mean Correct. nothing to you. Okay. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's one of your top, top three, it is. three pieces. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to know why you're all f***ed up? Just look at the bums you hang around with. How can you spot a good family member or a friend that cares or respects you? You can tell them bad news and they will actually listen. They won't try giving you a reason as to why that bad thing happened to you or make it about themselves by explaining something worse that happened to them once. A good family member or a friend will not derail a whole conversation. 
It's the same for good news. You could tell them good news and they will help you celebrate instead of making it about themselves. When you start thinking that way and seeing people like that, you will soon have great people around you that will be helpful to you. People that don't care about you will continue to steal your precious time for years if you allow them. Those crappy family and friends will say, I do care. I still love you. But they will never admit their guilt and will always focus on themselves and never you. You need to pay attention to those who you feel good around, not the family or people you've been friends with the longest. No, the one that makes you feel good, the one that makes you feel kind, funny and happy. The ones that when you feel like you're down, they are one of the first people you want to hang out with. You don't want to be with someone that when you're out with them and halfway through, you're like, why the hell am I here? You need to hang around people that make you feel your best. Distance became my best solution. I don't argue. I no longer react. I just simply keep my distance. And I'm happy. I'm more than happy. I am great. Another thing that helped me sort out family and friends was with technology. I stopped texting people first to see how many people hit me up. I stopped being the one sending a text or calling or setting up a meetup. I wanted to see how it was to be on the receiving end. I was surprised to see how many people reached out and how many people didn't. I won't lie. It made me sad. It's not like I was testing this like, oh, see what happens in the two days, a week. No, I'm talking months. Seeing how many people reached out within the year. That was one of the reasons that sparked the I'm Lonely episode. Even though there are a very small amount of people that actually call me to say, hey, and don't mind spending a couple of hours talking to me, I'm super happy. To those that take the time to call me and say hi and not just want something from me, I appreciate what you do. When you call or text or message me on social media, it tells me that I'm important to you and that I matter. It helps me know who to send my love to. And I fucking love you. You know who you are. In tennis, the ball is supposed to go back and forth, right? But if you realize that you're the only one hitting the ball and the ball doesn't come back, it's time to reevaluate your family and friends. You want to know who your reliable family and friends are? Go through hell and watch who comes with you. When should you cut them out? You tried sitting down to talk about your differences and anything that may have happened, but they get very upset and start blaming you for everything. They get overly sensitive and act like a child. They don't want to hear your point of view. They don't care about how you feel. They make it all about them and not you. They will demand that you apologize. That's when you know that he or she does not love you and will never be willing to work things through. We all have a breaking point. And because life is too short, you need to not be around people that make you feel dread when you're around them. People who always cause drama. People who want to argue all the time. People that mentally and physically abuse you. People that gaslight you. People that cause you nothing but stress. People that are judgmental. People that always guilt tripping you. People that disrespect you. People that blame you for their mistakes. People that always make you doubt yourself. People that will always help you when it benefits them. People that use gossip to manipulate and control you. People that try to get family members and other friends to go against you when you disagree with them. People that play childish games and people that don't respect you. Life is too damn short. It will not be easy cutting out family and friends. Many of us don't want that. You might not see their behavior as abusive. Maybe it's all about loyalty to you. Possibly you feel guilty or scared or maybe you love them too much. It will be hard to choose between yourself and a toxic family member or a close friend. 
But I'm telling you, that is the only way to save yourself from toxic family and friends. You need to give up the fantasy that they would change. You need to stop brushing off and pretending that they never emotionally abuse you. Check out the Steve Harvey clip that talks about this on his talk show. I have a really large family and I grew up in a really like toxic, negative environment. I was always kind of like bullied and picked on. I help my family out financially, like my siblings, and they just feel like they just use me. And as soon as they're done using me, they're back to just being mean to me and making me feel just like I don't belong. And I truly feel like I do things to overcompensate and to try to like buy my siblings love. And at what point do you cut off toxic family? Yeah, now. Yeah, now. Let me, let me help you. Now, that seems like it's easier said than done, but I want to show you something. If you come from a toxic situation, now you've grown up, God has obviously gotten you through it and allowed you to move forward in your life where you're doing well for yourself now. See, in spite of the toxicity, God has allowed you to come out on the other side. You're actually doing well for yourself now. See, here's what people do. Here's, I, we got, everybody's guilty of this, including myself. I've done it to myself. I can't tell you how many times. How many times has God gotten you through something and you stay right there? You keep referring back to it. You keep putting your foot back over in the frying pan. You keep sticking your foot in the fire. How many times has God brought you through something and you stay there mentally? You keep beating yourself up for the baby you had. You beat yourself up for dropping out of school, flunking out of school. You beat yourself up for that relationship you stayed in too long. But he got you through it. He got you through this relationship with your family. Now, instead of you accepting the fact that he got you through it, you keep dabbling in it. You want them to be different, and they're not. Then you buy them something, they treat you good. Then as soon as they get through eating the dinner or using your car, then they write back to treating you funky. It's time to cut your losses. See, just because they family, and family can be some of the most detrimental people to you because you feel an obligation because they're your family. That does not mean you have to become them. It doesn't have to mean you have to stay back, keep going with them. Find yourself some really great friends. Because let me tell you something. I don't have a mother or father anymore. I don't have my oldest brother no more. Two of my very, very best friends is gone. You can live in this world without your mother. A lot of people going to have to do that. You can live in this world with your, without your father. A lot of people can do that. But you can't live in this world without a friend. You have to have a friend. One of the top things that helped me cut off toxic family and friends and getting through that process was grieving. What do I mean to grieve? Just like if they passed away, you need to say bye to them. Grieve the loss of having the relationship you wanted with that family member or friend. They are not the person you deserve. I'm going to warn you, they're going to resist and probably retaliate. Toxic people often throw tantrums when they feel ignored. They're not in control anymore, so they're going to be pissed as by cutting them off, you're showing them that the way they act is no longer going to work with you. And don't expect them to change. They had their chance because I'm sure you 
have already given them so many chances. Oh, I can change. I can be better. No, toxic people don't care about what's good for them or what's good for people around them. They only care about their problems and needs. The Bible says that we should forgive, but it also warns us against people who are deceitful, malicious, and abusive. Forgiveness is a must, but not unconditional restoration, which means going back to the unconditional love where you were able to love without any strings attached. It can happen, but it's more than likely not going to happen. The Bible says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Here's a fun analogy that I saw on social media that I love that will help you get through a lot of hate. Imagine a pouch full of coins. There are 86,400 pieces of gold in the pouch. Let's say you're out and about and get robbed by some bandits. They steal 10 pieces of gold. What would you do? You would do nothing. You would just let them go because it's not worth risking the 86,390 pieces of gold you have left. You would just dust yourself off and just keep moving on. Now imagine we are given 86,400 pieces of time every day. Do not let someone's 10 seconds of hate and negativity ruin and steal from the remaining 86,390 moments you have left. They already wasted their time trying to steal from yours. Time is precious. Spend it wisely. The last thing I want to leave you with was something I heard a pastor talk about on YouTube. I want you to think of a $100 bill. It's bended like hell. It was stepped on, gone through the mud. A car ran over it. A dog ate it and crapped it out. A homeless dude held it for a few days. It's been through so many cash registers, so many purses and wallets. Knowing all of that, you are still going to want that $100 bill. Do you know why? Because it's never lost its value. You've been beaten. You've been bruised, you've been hurt emotionally, you've been kicked down and thrown away over and over again. But guess what? You still got value. You are amazing. You are awesome. There are people who love you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. I love you. You know why I want you to know this? It's because your family and friends don't give a about you until it's too late. This is how messed up it is. This is how it is in my family. When you die, everyone's going to write a post about you. Everyone's going to say how much they love you, saying all kinds of things, remembering all the times they were f***ing around and joking with you. They're going to show all the pictures they had dug up of you. The people around your age will show you dancing and doing some stupid sh The older folks were going to show pictures when you were a kid. They will get you flowers and, and become all depressed and sh like they had a hole in their heart. They're going to give you the most love you ever thought possible. But guess what? You ain't going to see none of that because you'll be dead. You lovely, loyal listeners, just know that it is okay to end a toxic relationship. It doesn't matter if it's a family member or someone you've been friends with a long time. Screw them. Move forward and focus on healing. Don't take revenge into your hands. My father Daniel said to me once that learning to move beyond the pain and focus on all the good things that God has placed in your life is a wonderful gift. Want to get an ace all-you-can-eat dinner tonight? Hmm, which restaurant? Barbecue? Korean barbecue? Hmm, sushi? Uh, what about Fat Lord of Heifers and Hogs? All right, all right, that sounds great. I gotta change my clothes so they don't get damaged from all those meat sweats that I'm guaranteed to have. Yeah, baby. And just kidding. I don't do those kinds of places anymore, except for tomorrow with my bro, Rich Homie Kwan. We're gonna go get some red beans and rice. Hold that 
rice. Now, my opinion about all-you-can-eat places is that they're not worth the price for my current appetite. Maybe yours, but I'm not you. I'm not that person that just won the record for jamming all that jello and the hot dogs in the pie-eating contest just for showing off, you know? That's not me. I used to look forward to those all-you-can-eat places, but then I found that there's really no joy in being overstuffed, trying to get my money's worth from those steep prices. And there's those large fees that they try to charge you if you leave a little grain of rice on your plate, calling it excessive waste and the understood no doggy bag policy. I remember some times where I would make myself barf in bathroom stalls mid-meal so I could finish my mom's dinner, and Father Mike had no idea the sacrifice that I made for him, shoving the rest of his plain white rice down my gullet to save him an extra five measly dollars. I mean, I consider rice filler food, so why the hell would you order it for an all-you-can-eat dinner? (laughs) Yeah, everyone orders that except for me. I mean, am I crazy or are you crazy? I mean, why are you paying so much for rice? I'm ordering like Wagyu or filet minions or the scallops. What about those delicious Rocky Mountain oysters? I do not want any of those things that you can find at a $1.25 tree clearance rack. You hear me? I took my Grammy to all-you-can-eat sushi once, and I remember us struggling to finish the I eat my roll. So she decided that she would help save the day by shoving some of that roll into a napkin, and then she stuffed it in her purse. So we forgot about it, and her purse smelt like for weeks until her 70 cats decided to give it that paper shredder treatment with their claws. You know, there are some incidences where people take the all-you-can-eat too seriously. Like they're accepting a challenge of, I'll show you how much I can eat. Yeah, that's right, waitress. Yeah, that's right, I'm going to put you out of business. And they really want to go down as the person who crippled the restaurant's inventory. For example, in late November 2015, there was this 27-year-old named Natasha West, who was with a group of friends in a Chicago Denny's, and they decided to partake in her friend's $4 all-you-can-eat pancake order. The waitress informed the friend that the offer only applied to one person at the diner, and this angered Natasha. She didn't want to spend those four measly dollars, so she tried to sucker punch the waiter, and she spewed out some profanity, probably like, you don't know me, you pancake Nazi? Natasha then gathered together her infant clown posse and they exited the Denny's without paying. On the way out, Natasha even kicked the front door a few times to show how unhappy she was with the service. Unsurprisingly, police tracked her down and after the incident, they politely brought her back to the restaurant to see if she'd make some payment. This was not an important enough event in history for us to know what happened after that day. Did Natasha go to jail? Did she go back for more pancakes? This story... We established a rule, right? You can't just bring in your family of 10 and pay only $4 for your whole gang to eat pancakes. You're going to be paying $40. Each person is going to have to pay the cost of those pancakes. Unless one of those is a toothless baby that doesn't count as a person yet. Although I try to avoid all-you-can-eat diners like the tithe basket at a Catholic church, I do have five rules to live by if I absolutely must go to those places. You know, sometimes you're doing a hard workout session on the playground monkey bars, trying to outdo 10-year-old Charles and his little sister, and you just need unlimited meat to revive yourself. Hey, no judgment. So let's go over those five rules. Do not buy any beverages. Not that Perrier. The table water. Those fancy drinks are usually half the cost of your meal. All of a sudden, this affordable, diverse dinner costs as much as your college textbooks. You're placing room in your gut with these calorie-ridden umbrella drinks. Rule two, free stuff by checking in online is a must. You're going to check it in Yelp, 
You're going to check it on Facebook. You're going to check the signs at the door and see if there's anything you can sign up for. Yes, sign up for all those email distribution lists for the restaurants in your area. And remember, it's not spam if you're saving a buck. And it's always your birthday. If they don't check IDs. You get me? Hey, I never said you couldn't have a drink if it wasn't on the house. That does not contradict rule one. Number three, if they say it's one item per person, you better get that one item. It's okay to have your full meal be made up of only those exclusive items. These are the things that you're probably too cheap to make yourself with ingredients at your grocery store. So, you know, seize the day and go for it, baby. Four, if it's the special of the week, do not resist. It might not be here next week. So go ahead and try the poo-poo poutine platter. Say that five times fast. Last, but most important, never skip the dessert. You always have room for it. Imagine everything stacking in your body all the way up to your throat. But it's not stacking perfectly. It's not Tetris, the perfect score. There's little crevices. You can always make room for ice cream. Think of that ice cream melting, liquidy, filling in all the gaps. Perfect. You never skip dessert. Why? Because you barely pay for it out of those extra nights. You know, maybe you only get dessert during your actual birthday meal. That seems ridiculous. Why would you pay $10 for a cheesecake slice, especially when it came from Sam's Club anyways? Now, excuse me. I've got to participate in this 10-hour sexathon. I'm just trying to get hungry enough for tomorrow's all-you-can-eat red beans and rice minus the white filler rice. Peace! Out of places, you know what time it is. It's the King Dutton Show. Quack a lot of you can like you don't give a f- Come on! Hi, Out of Placers. My name is Ducky. First off, uh, starting off my segment here in the King Ducky Show, I'd like to say thank you to Steven and everybody here on the Out of Place family for allowing me to come in and just have a little section on the show just to chat, chat and talk to you guys. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, I'd like to go ahead and start off on this topic. So I'm going to go ahead and be talking about today is uh, pretty much cancel culture. And why does it exist? In my head, it doesn't make sense. If you're mad at it, like a YouTuber or something someone said on Twitter, just hide the post. But no, here's some people are. We got some Karens, some angry people that are mad at the world for no reason. It's insane. I was watching my favorite YouTuber and he literally got canceled for watching TikToks. Like I get it. If you pull a Bill Cosby or a Cardi B, yeah, get cancel him for that because that's terrible. You're a terrible human being and you shouldn't be doing that. But if you're watching TikToks and doing something every normal human does, then I don't see why you should be canceling people, especially if like it's something that they did way back in their past and they're not that type of person anymore. So say someone used to steal when they were like four years old, 100% people would get canceled for that today. They would get every social media account, any sort of following they had would be destroyed by these people online. Or just the fact that if you eat meat in front of like a a camera, you're gone. You're done for. Any sort of thing that you've wanted to do, it's gone. Like um, one of my friends, I'm not going to say his name because he's actually getting canceled right now. He kind of deserves it because the way he acts, the way he talks, he treats people like absolute garbage. He deserves to have his name put out there as a terrible person. And that's something that I agree with. Another one of my friends, he's getting canceled. (laughs) Sorry about laughing for literally eating a sandwich. on Twitter in my in our little group of people that are following us. <laughs> he 
he's getting canceled for eating a sandwich. This stuff is crazy. I can't make this up. If I did, it'd be the best story I've ever told. Yeah, as a Twitch streamer and a voice actor, I have to be very careful about what I say and what I do. Because if I like look at the camera wrong, or if I say something like that was funny, that's a joke, and someone doesn't take it as a joke, I'm done for. <laughs> do you understand how crazy that is? Like, why do we as content creators, as entertainment people, even this show, 100% could get all of us canceled? <laughs> Like, the words I'm saying right now about cancel culture could 100% get me canceled. Like, oh my goodness, King Ducky hates cancel culture? Cancel him. <laughs> we all know somebody who sounds like that. Uh, go ahead and shoot them a message and say, don't cancel me. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing so much. I just never thought this would be this fun. It's a new experience for me. But what I don't get is why it's such a big thing. Like, why is any time anyone in me and my my friend group of Twitch streamers and content creators, we we're all just sitting there just thinking to be like, oh my goodness, you're going to get canceled for that. Like we make jokes about it all the time over on my Twitch channel. It's pretty much the funnest thing that we have to do is like someone says something stupid and be like, oh, he's about to get canceled. It just doesn't make sense. Like why take time out of your day? Because life is so short. Life expectancy for an average, normal, human, healthy human being was 35 years. And yeah, that's skyrocketed since, but life is short, especially days and nights and you sleep most of the nighttime or daytime, depending on your work schedule. But I don't see why you would take time out of your day just to go and see something that pisses you off, that really grinds your gears. And immediately just go to Twitter or Facebook and tell all the moms in your neighborhood being like, oh my goodness, this is so terrible. This man's eating a meat sandwich, something like that. <laughs> we all know someone who sounds like that too. Mine is my dad. What a great guy. Uh, if you want to go ahead and do something for me, if something, if you see something today or whenever you listen to this, next time you see something that just really just grinds your gears, gets you going, just Hide that from yourself or just don't look at it. Just scroll past it. You see it on TikTok. If you see it on Twitter, if you see it anywhere. I actually got yelled at. Didn't think I was going to get canceled for it, but who knows? I promoted a tweet on my Twitter and uh, dude literally took like four out of hours out of his day to just come yell at me. He said, imagine paying to get people to see your tweet. Of course, I'm going to pay people to see my tweet. I don't have that many followers on Twitter and I want people to know that my Twitch is there. I want to invest in something that I care about, which is my Twitch stream. I care a whole lot about it and I try to invest into it. But this dude literally took time out of his day to get mad at me for it when he could have been, I don't know, talking to his parents, looking for ways to better his life or something like that. You know, don't ruin your day getting mad about something someone else did. Doesn't make any sense. We spent three hours going back and forth over that one Twitter. He eventually stopped talking to me, but it's fine. <laughs> if any of you guys know anybody who does this, who hops on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, just to get mad at people or repost that someone else did, like Belle Delphine selling bath water or some shit, is she still doing that? I don't know. <laughs> If you see someone doing that, just tell them to go drink like a tea or a coffee or go take a nap or eat a Snickers. You know, you're not you when you're hungry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just want to say this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it some more. I've had a whole lot of fun being a part of the Out of Place podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts out there. I literally listen to it every time I go on a drive. Steven, thank you so much for this opportunity. If you enjoy watching or listening to me talk, don't forget to come hang out with me on Twitch. I'm not going to say my Twitch. It'll be somewhere. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and I hope that all of you guys have a great rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this, and just don't forget to smile. And if you haven't heard this today from anyone in your life, I'm proud of you.
you for listening to this episode. If you like the show, leave a like, leave a comment, submit a rating on iTunes, subscribe, follow, and ding our bell or whatever it is you want on the platform you're listening to this on. Just show us an out of place, some love, and tell and share with other people this podcast. If anything I said in this episode offended you in any way, we don't care. Cry to your mommy or anybody that will listen to a sensitive snowflake like yourself. Just know and understand, no one cares. Other than the music streaming service you're listening to this on, you can also find this podcast on YouTube. I would like you listeners to show some love to our host, Britt Nolan, and our new host, King Ducky. If you like them and you enjoyed what they're saying, you want to contact them, click the links next to their name in the description. It will take you right to their platform. To our loyal listeners who made it to the end, we love you, we appreciate you, goodbye, and always remember to smile.